Welcome to Kindreds, a podcast for soul sisters. I'm Ashley Peterson. And I'm Katie Zay. We're kindred spirits talking all things faith, feminism, and friendship from our homes in the South. Hey, Katie. Hey, Ashley. Well, we have some big news to share with our listeners. This is going to be the last episode of Kindreds. It was written down, but it sounds different when you say it out loud. It really does. It does. Yeah. It's bittersweet, I think, Mm -hmm. for both of us. And I'm thankful that we can do this one more time to honor what Kindreds has been for us and for all of you who've made this part of your journey, too. Yeah. We're definitely going to talk about how we came to this decision and where we are in our lives right now and where we see ourselves going And we'll reflect a little bit about what the podcast has meant to us over the years. Because we are talking years. Seven (laughs) years, to be exact. We began this podcast in August of 2017. Feels like another life. Indeed. I can't believe it. (laughs) And we started it as a way to give shape to the thoughts and the conversations that we were having about the big personal life stuff that we were going through in our 30s, things like faith and parenting and aging. And in 2017, we were also grappling with how to show up in a world that was making less and less sense. We'd just been through the 2016 election. We were both trying to understand our roles as white women and people of faith in leadership positions in the reproductive rights field. Life was a lot, and it's still a Mm -hmm. lot. But Kindreds was born out of a desire to talk about all of this hard stuff and to share it with folks who might be in a similar place. Right. So now we're here in 2024, which also just sounds (laughs) wild to me. I know how. I know. And the world continues to make less and less sense, I would say. And Uh with that, you and I have both made big strides in understanding how we want to live in this world. And I would say it's in no small part because of the sacred conversations we've had while recording this podcast. Mm -hmm. That practice of thinking through big questions with a trusted friend like you and with a receptive audience has been Mm -hmm. really essential in my personal evolution, both processing, but also just coming to new realizations. And I know I will always be grateful to have had this podcast, this project at such a critical time of my life. And at the same time, it does feel like the right time to close this chapter on Kindreds. Yeah. So maybe we should talk about why we're ending the podcast now, how we came to this place. Because the interesting thing is that we each came to the decision on our own. And then we had a conversation where we were both like, yep, it's time. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but over the years, there have been times when like one or both of us have been overwhelmed with life or with work and the podcast was just one more thing and we would briefly float the idea of ending the show or pausing the show, but it just never felt right. And for me, the feeling that I was ready to end Kindreds came this past fall. We had just wrapped up our Tackling the Taboo series, which I loved, and we were taking a couple months off from the podcast. So I was traveling with my family out west in our camper, which has become something of an annual thing now, and I was reading a Substack newsletter by Anne Helen Peterson. Oh, no relation. I was about to say, great last name. (laughs) I know. I just realized. (laughs) And it's called Are You in the Portal, which we will share in the show notes. You'll have to go read it. It's so good. The concept of the portal 
as I was reading it, kind of shook me. The newsletter describes it as, I'm quoting here, a midlife passage when stability types, like you and me, (laughs) realizing they've climbed to the top of the ladder, see that they want more out of life. And so they search for meaning. The portal might be seen as the work of people who have participated in everything society expected of them on one level or another and are finding themselves wanting more. People going through the portal are asking questions like, what does my life mean as a very specific person on this planet? What am I? What is the life that I want? What impact do I want to make? What do I want to create? So the newsletter focuses on women ages like 37-ish to 45 and our experiences in the portal. It talks about the idea of grieving your past self, maybe due to a career shift or a relationship ending or your kids getting older or maybe just letting go of things you used to want. But that grieving is also happening in combination with a curiosity and an excitement about what could be next. And I 100% related to this. My favorite line from the newsletter is this. What if it wasn't ambition pushing me forward, but a swell of creativity? And what if that swell of creativity was possible because I've become a whole lot less concerned with bullshit? That might be the first time we've sworn on this podcast. Maybe. Maybe it has. (laughs) I'm fine with it. Yeah, no, me too. (laughs) Well chosen time to use the curse. And it's, yeah, it's funny. I can close my eyes and see exactly where I was when I read this piece. I was riding in the truck. We were towing our camper somewhere around Wyoming or Utah. Somewhere around Yellowstone, I think. And I remember looking up, looking out the window and thinking, the portal. Oh my gosh, the portal. I'm in the portal. Katie's in the portal. Mm -hmm. We should talk about this on Kindreds. And it should be our last episode. Mm. Like it just, it was that clear. I just knew. I knew that it's time to move on. And I wasn't afraid to bring it up with you because I knew you were probably thinking it too. Or at least would understand where I was coming from and we could figure it out from there. Yeah, I love that there wasn't any fear there. And I don't think that that would have always been true over the last Mm -mm. seven years. So that Mm -hmm. speaks to the strength of our friendship and how much Mm -hmm. we've communicated over the last seven years. (laughs) And knowing that ending the show wouldn't be an end to our relationship. I mean, there's no, I have zero fear about that. It's more, are we ready to let go of something that has meant so much to us, but that needs to like be done. Yeah. I don't have a moment like that of realization. It was more a subtle knowing that developed over time. I realized that my energy was shifting away from the podcast, maybe even before we took the pause. I just Mm -hmm. found I wasn't yearning to work on another episode. I wasn't bursting with ideas anymore. And, And this is in more than just this area of my life. I would say it's not just kindreds, Mm. but just generativity right now is not really where I am. And I think on the podcast, we had covered so many important topics and it felt like coming up with another one wasn't very inspirational. It just started to feel like work. I think we both Mm -hmm. agreed that if this started to feel like work, that we didn't want to do it anymore. And yes, I'm not opposed to work. But it just it didn't feel like there was any flow there for me to use a very overused word. It just it wasn't it, it just wasn't feeling the same as it had. And when you shared the piece about the portal, I really did feel like I was reading a blog post I could have written myself. And when you right? read those words, I mean, those are things that I have thought, said in various ways. And it just felt really true about the last 
five years of my life. So starting around 35, I would say. You know, we spoke, I think, in our last episode about the concept of the conveyor belt and mm-hmm. all of the life events that many of us who identify as women are socialized to believe are the keys to our long-term happiness and purpose. And to me, the portal is the place where we get off the conveyor belt or we get thrown mm-hmm. off. <laughs> Maybe it's like that I Love Lucy, like the conveyor belt is going too <laughs> fast and you spin off. Uh, like a washing machine is more what a portal. Like I don't, portal is not a gentle experience either. No, that's true. can be very disorienting, but stop being on autopilot and figure out how we're going to make meaning of the rest of our lives on our own terms. That feels like what is so central is really asking like, what is it that I want? What is it that, what will make me personally feel content and satisfied? So I don't know if I'm out of the portal just yet, but I do feel like I can see life on the other side of it. And for me, 2024 is about stepping into this new era of my life in which my main focus is no longer primarily how I can be of service to others or to the world because I have Uh that figured out, (laughs) but rather how I can slow down and appreciate all that I've worked for. Um, So ending the podcast now reflects that larger theme of life for me right now. It's time to enjoy all that I've created over the last several years and really my lifetime and not necessarily generate more right now while I don't feel Mm -hmm. inspired to. And related to that, I'm stepping away from sharing so much about my life and my evolution publicly. Not that I'm ashamed of anything. It's just that I don't want to be on display all the time right now. Mm -hmm. And that's a good thing. Yeah. It's a really good thing for me. Ashley, you turned 40 this year. I turned 40 last year. We're Mm -hmm. kind of in the in-between where I'm about six months in. You're about six months out. Yes. It's just no wonder that we're at this place of discernment about our priorities and how we spend our time. And for both of us, our 30s have been really transformative. And we have this podcast as a time capsule capturing so many of those huge changes that you mentioned earlier. And we've said we would barely recognize the women we were when we started this podcast seven years ago because we were so Mm -hmm. earnest and so we were driven and so committed to showing up fully in everything we did and giving it our all. Yeah, which is still true in many ways. But yeah, the biggest change I see in both of us is how we are now committed to fully showing up for ourselves. And that means sometimes we have to let go of things we love, like this podcast. Hmm. You're so right. We went through so much in our 30s, which I guess was great for the podcast because we always (laughs) had something to talk about. True. (laughs) I've been thinking about this a lot lately. What have been those key lessons of my portal so far? Because like you, I I am not through the portal, Mm -hmm. but I have been in it a while long enough to be able to see where I've been with what feels like some clarity. Most of these things will not come as a surprise to listeners who have been following along with us over the years because I've talked about so much of this in real time as it was happening. But thinking about it and looking back, I would say these are some of my biggest lessons. Okay. Truly understanding self-compassion, which for me has been the key to so much personal healing and has completely changed how I show up in relationships with others. I think for the better. Mm -hmm. I hope for the better. Mm -hmm. I know my relationships, there's a lot more ease in them now. 
And um, that feels so different from, from when I was younger. So there's that. Then acknowledging that I was burned out and making the hard but necessary changes to address it, which for me meant leaving an organization that I loved but that was not great for me anymore and finding new ways to participate in my career field, which I'm still figuring out. I will say the burnout, though, I, I, I feel very far away from that place in my life, which is so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then experiencing devastating grief. And I'm thinking about not just the grief over losing people that I love, but also the grief of leaving Faith in Women and losing Roe. Just a lot of loss in a short period of time and learning how to deal with that loss, which has completely upended a lot of my priorities, honestly, and goals for my life and for my family. Just what I want, how I want to spend my time and what I want to do with the time I have left. Like all of that is different now. And speaking of family, becoming a parent was an identity shift. We've Mm -hmm. talked about a lot on the show that I was not at all prepared for and It's been the catalyst for a lot of those good, like, take a good hard look in the mirror kind of moments. (laughs) And then lastly, there's asking for and embracing help without shame, releasing shame and asking for what I need. (laughs) And for me, that help has come in the form of a lot of therapy and a little medication and actually using my voice to say what I need to the people that need to hear it. Hmm. And when I say all of that, what I notice is that absolutely none of these lessons of my 30s have been about being more productive or advancing my career or reaching some external goals or milestones. I still do have goals for my life, but I don't know. They're more like just paths to take than like boxes to check, if Mm. that makes sense. Yeah. You know? Mm Mm-hmm. So if anything, the lessons I've learned have been the opposite of that. The work of the last few years for me has been slow and boring and difficult, but it's been the work of self-acceptance and letting go of other people's expectations of me and getting to know myself better and finding more grace for myself and therefore more grace for others. Like I said, it is boring stuff, but it has changed my life. (laughs) So what about you, Katie? What have been some of your lessons from the portal? Mm Mm-hmm. I had this image of being in like these two kind of whirlpools next to each other where, Mm. where we don't, we're not in the same whirlpool, but there are times when we, we come face to face. And I feel like we've each had very similar lessons, but not always at the same time, but have come to very similar conclusions. So thank you for being my portal whirlpool buddy throughout (laughs) Portal whirlpool buddy. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Rename the podcast. Portal buddies. Uh, portal buddies. <laughs> All right. I think my um, my lessons are going to be similar to yours. And like you said, the self-work is so slow and repetitive and yep. circular and generally yes. unnoticeable to anyone other than ourselves and maybe our therapists. <laughs> Hopefully our Hopefully. people in our families. Well, too, yes, the people maybe. too, for sure. <laughs> Hopefully they see the, the results. And yeah, yeah, it's it's incredibly rewarding. Um, so some of the biggest lessons from the portal for me so far are my heart and my gut are never wrong. I have gotten into the most trouble when I've ignored what I knew deep down to be true, but I just didn't want to face it at the time. 
And I've learned to be less resistant to what's inevitable and deal with the pain of whatever is coming rather than be in denial about its inevitability. I'm like, if this thing is going to fall apart, let it fall apart right now. I don't want to put it off. Let's just deal with it and then know that the pieces are going to come back together in some new form. So that's a big one. Related to that, I've learned to let people go as soon as they make clear that they want to exit my life. Or as soon as they've demonstrated a pattern of behavior that I cannot tolerate. I used to really cling to relationships that were unhealthy because I wanted to believe that they could one day become healthy or that somehow I would do enough work that that person would want to become healthy. And I just realized it doesn't matter in relationship, no matter how much work you're willing to do, I can't make up for the other person's lack of effort or inability to do their work. So that's very much connected to that first one. In terms of work, I realize my value is not about how many hours I put in at my computer or how many meetings I take or how many books I write or how many speeches I give. My value is in who I am and all the experiences I've had over the last 20 years, 20 years, 20 years that have brought me to where I am now. And I can offer myself flexibility and grace on the days when I feel less motivated or feel overwhelmed by how much I have on my plate. And remember that I am in this work for the long term. And so an off day or an off week or month or season of life is just a blip in the grand scheme of things. That's been a that. really hard one to learn as a leader. And I'm sure you can relate. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest and hardest lessons I've learned is that I cannot promise anyone who I'm going to be in the future. I can promise to be communicative and honest and authentic, but I cannot make any claims about what I will or will not want or who I will be tomorrow. We are all evolving all of the time, and that's good. And it means we're constantly parting ways with former versions of ourselves, just like we've talked about you know, in this podcast episode. We have to grieve them as we welcome in who we are now. Another really hard lesson. And the most mm-hmm. recent lesson is this. I've spent 40 years achieving all that I could achieve, and now I'm in a season of my life when I want to cultivate ease and joy and contentment. And that means not adding more to my plate, but enjoying the full plate that I already have. And similar to you, many of these come down to just having confidence in myself, not because of anything external at all, but because I value myself as a human being. And there's no need to please anybody else if you're pleased with yourself. Yeah, that's self-trust, man. (laughs) Ooh, yes. So big. So big. It is so big. These are some great portal lessons, Katie, (laughs) especially what you were saying about not being able to promise who you'll be tomorrow and what you'll want tomorrow and that we're evolving all the time. I just need to sit with that for a little while. I think that's such an important one. And it also makes me feel so grateful that I'm not 20 anymore. I'm not who I was when I was 20. I don't want the same things I wanted when I was 20. Mm-hmm. Because these are the gifts, right, of getting older. These mm-hmm. lessons that really what we're talking about is freedom. Really, mm-hmm. all of these lessons are pointing us toward freedom. And I really hope that as 40 gets a little closer, that I can hold on to this reminder that this is this is a time of my life that can be full of gifts if I let it be, you know. Mm-hmm. Which also makes me realize from a practical standpoint, seven years is a really long time to be podcasting. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know very many other podcasts that have made it to seven years. So in podcast years, Kendra's is old enough to start drawing retirement and settle into her Golden Girls era, right? (laughs) (laughs) And I got to say, I love this journey for her. Oh my gosh, that's funny. It's like longer, a year of podcasting is longer than a dog year. Yes, basically. (laughs) I think that's probably true. It feels like it. A year for every episode would have us all in our 80s. Almost. Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Should we uh, take a turn and get a little sappy? Are you ready for of that? Course. Wouldn't be Kindreds without that. No, it wouldn't. Kindreds has meant so much to us. And we, of course, cannot end this podcast without thanking all of you, our listeners, for joining us on this journey from day one, we are so grateful for your time and attention. There's so much out there to listen to. There's so much content. And just to give us space in your day is is really, um, it's big. And we're so grateful for your support and your messages and your feedback and participation in our Patreon and our Facebook group and stuff over the years. It has meant so much to us. And of course, speaking of Patreon, a special thank you to our patrons. You truly helped make this show possible. Without you, we probably would not have made it this long. That's so true. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Deep gratitude is what I'm feeling Mm -hmm. too. Um, Just so grateful to all of you for being part of this journey. And so you might be wondering what's going to happen to the podcast and to the episodes. I can tell you that this is a big priority for us to figure out, but Mm -hmm. know that we're committed to keeping the episodes available for listening for as long as we can. So the episodes should be available. You can still share them. Go back and listen to some of your favorites at any time and feel free to share because a lot of these conversations are still very relevant to like Mm -hmm. maybe the people who are just starting the portal, right? Yeah. 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 So to close out this episode and the podcast, maybe we should share... A little bit more about what Kindreds has meant for our friendship, because it's been so much about yes. our friendship in addition to the topics that we've covered. So I just want to say thank you, Ashley. Um, you are a dream to work with, and I feel that way about the podcast and so many other things that we've done together. Mm-hmm. I've never enjoyed or felt as aligned with someone as I do with you on a joint project. We just get each other like 99.9% of the time in words and in tasks and in communication. And even like the point one that we don't, we talk through so well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this kind of was an experiment for us, like a little bit of a launch pad for other shared projects, like creating Abortions Welcome, one of our other babies that is still alive yeah. and well. And I'm happy to share with you all that Ashley and I are, are still working on some other work stuff behind the scenes at the moment. So You're at the very top of my kindred's gratitude list, my friend. Katie, thank you. You are a dream to work with. I agree with everything you were saying, and I really believe that there's some sort of alchemy in our relationship, the way that our different strengths support each other's and the way that we can so clearly see each other's visions for things because we have created a lot together. I don't think it's exaggerating to say that Abortions Welcome might not exist if it weren't for the foundation that we laid working together in such a committed way on this mm-hmm. podcast. That's so totally that, true. That to me is huge. And Abortions Welcome is one of the things that I am most proud of in my whole career. So it's, I have 
deep, deep gratitude for this. And I love what you said about Kindred's being a launch pad. It's true. We were never trying to be the next Joe Rogan. <laughs> but we have turned out to be a little incubator or maybe a little cauldron, if you will, <laughs> for our thoughts and our ideas to thrive and take shape and for that to ripple out to our communities and to our listeners. And I will also be forever grateful to Kindreds for bringing us closer together. Our recording schedule meant that we always had a time on the calendar to see each other. Even in some of the most difficult times, like during the hardest part of the pandemic when mm -hmm. we were both underwater and mm -hmm. you were writing your book and homeschooling and working and we still managed to keep up a recording schedule, I think because for me, it was a lifeline to get to know on my calendar we had a reason to talk to each other that we weren't going to cancel because other things came up, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm so grateful for that. After we would finish recording, we'd often spend another hour just catching up on each other's lives, and I'm really going to miss that. But we do have a lot of other tools for that now. I mean, we text pretty much every day. <laughs> yes, and the Marco Polo app, which I think you maybe introduced me to. I think one of my friends introduced me to it. So maybe I did. I just, I, that's one of the best things to come out of the pandemic for me. Yes. <laughs> I still and, use it. Yeah. And I mean, you and I do too. And it's been amazing yep. for long distance friends to have something like that, where you do kind of feel like the person is in the room with you. Sort yeah. of like people have said about listening to our conversations on Kindreds, they sort of feel like they're in our living room. So Marco Polo has been one of those ways to keep us connected, but you know, if any of you all have long distance friendships, like especially with people you consider your inner circle, which absolutely you and, and a few others, they are amazing and they're really challenging too because we can't just go grab a cup of coffee on a whim yep. to catch up. If we're going to be in the same room, we have to plan it out months in advance. And I think you and I have been in the same room. Like I can count the times on two hands that we've been together. It's got to be under crazy. 10. I know. It really does. Yeah. yeah. So we have had to be really intentional about staying in touch and deepening our friendship and working on kindreds has been a wonderful way to, to solidify our like sister friend bond for yeah. good. Just the dreaming up topics to cover and sharing book recommendations and links to cool articles and like fangirling over Sue Monk Kid. Did that really happen? Yes, really we got to talk to Sue her. <laughs> if any of you are listening and you didn't like hear our interview with Sumat Kid, you must go do that because please do. It was such a great experience. But the whole yeah. thing, like the ups and downs, the more normal stuff, the exciting stuff, has just been one big, beautiful bonding experience with you. And I'm yeah. I'm so grateful. And as I was reflecting on the time of the podcast and when you and I met, I have to throw in a little bit of spirituality here because that's what I do. Yes, I've please. always loved numbers and what they mean. And I've been following the practice of numerology for a few years. And one of the concepts behind numerology is that we live our lives in nine-year cycles. And each of those years, one through nine, has a general theme for your life. So I'm currently in a nine-year, which I'm wrapping up a cycle that started back in January of 2016, which is... When I left my old job at the United Methodist Church, I started my own consulting business, and you and I officially started working together and really became friends. We met in 2015, but I feel like 2016 is really where you and I started working together through Faith in Women and, and having those group conversations about reproductive justice mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So 
I see that as a sign that you and I are, we're closing a chapter, but we're also entering a new chapter of our working relationship and our friendship. And I, I can't wait to see what the next nine years bring for us. I can't either. That is so cool. Thanks for sharing that with us. It's so cool and very fitting. I love you, friend. I love you, too. I think that's where we're going to leave this. Thanks to all our listeners. Thank you, Katie, for the last seven years of amazing recording partnership. And um, I guess we'll leave it there. Bye, friend. Bye, friend. Thanks for listening. You can find us on our website, kindredspodcast.com. That's kindreds with an S. Or you can send us an email at team at kindredspodcast.com. You can also follow me, Katie, on Twitter at Katie Zay. That's Katie with an E-Y-Z-E-H. Please send us your thoughts, ideas, and questions. We'd love to hear from you. 